Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Absolute BSS, the casual competitive podcast about Bandai Namco's Battle Spirit Saga card game. Uh, all three of us are back once again. I'm Cameron, joined as always by Angel. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you doing, Cam? What's up, Eric? Good. And yeah, how are you doing, Eric? Hello. I think it didn't cut it out worked, this time. Yeah. yeah what? <laughs> <laughs> Long time no see, Eric. Our uh, Friendsgiving yeah. weekend Robot Quest Arena champion. Oh yeah, that's me, <laughs> Jaws baby. Yeah. Got to play um, with a couple new robots. Yeah. I guess that's a good segue into what we've been up to. Uh, sure. Yeah. I spent the whole weekend sleeping on Cam's floor with a few of our friends. Yep. <laughs> we were all just like piled into his living room playing <laughs> games all weekend, uh, not showering, uh, using one bathroom and stinking up the house with burps and farts. Yep. So, Ordered you know, dominoes, I think three, maybe four separate times. Yeah. <laughs> um, you basically had a you guys basically had a little Yu-Gi-Oh convention and that's what it was. Right, what, yeah. yeah. Exactly what we it had, was. We had a beer pong tournament and we also had a Robot Quest Arena tournament. So yeah, it was nice. like a good mix of like, you know, we were kind of doing something cool and then we did something really freaking nerdy, but it was all cool <laughs> to me. So it still felt like exactly like college for me. Yeah. That's where I learned how to play Katan. And uh <laughs> like the very first thing. Craig comes yeah, over down the hallway and is like, you ever play Settlers of Catan? I was like, no. By the way, I'm Cameron. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm Craig. And then that's our friendship ever since. So, wow. Yeah. I had no idea that that was the lore between yeah. you and Craig. There's some good lore throughout this this whole <laughs> friend group of ours. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really good weekend. Robot Quest Arena continues to just be a hit. Everyone who plays it gets super into it. Um, it was Jonathan's second time. It was our friends Jordan and Craig's first time playing it, and uh, it was all of our first time playing it with uh, two of the expansion robots, Kettle and Jaws, which Jaws ended up taking the whole thing, piloted by Eric. So, What's the ability? Uh, so the first melee attack that Jaws performs each turn does an additional damage. So oh, he kind of like min-maxes into melee. Like You pretty much just only pick the melee attacks, and you can't really do much as far as like the uh you know ranged attacks but um he is just so powerful and and there's like new upgrades and stuff that you can pair him with that allow him to like move really quickly so i kept getting these like hop turbines that would give me plus two movement and i could move over obstacles like every single turn and so i would just like run around punch people bite them and just run away ferocious. <laughs> truly for yeah. awesome that's yeah. awesome it was uh it was fun it's a damn good game um other than that we played some jackbox games some some mario party a lot of suica was played this weekend oh suica <laughs> have you played suica yet angel oh my gosh anyone it looks good when you guys are talking about it so it must be fun yeah it's uh it's so stupid addicting it's just this little three dollar <laughs> switch game um apparently uh, some streamers were like uh, getting Japanese servers, you know, to play this game on stream, and it just blew up. And so then Japan's like, okay, well, we'll sell it in, in the West. And uh, we bought it. It's just literally, you have this, like, little bag, and there are different fruits. And every time two of the same fruits touch, they evolve into the next fruit up on a list, right? And so the goal is to keep combining these fruits without overflowing your bag. And... It's just super addicting, and it's just, you know, a score builder, and 
it's got one music track that loops and lives in your head forever. And for whatever reason, like <laughs> it is just so like we'd have one up on the TV. Some of us were playing it on our own individual switches, but we're all just watching and we're just like screaming for these fruits to touch and kiss and yeah. turn into bigger fruits. And it was just <laughs> and we're always just like kiss, 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 yeah. kiss. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you won't. I mean, yeah, if you've played Suica, you get it. If you haven't, you should. And then you'll get it. And it's just insane. It's so good. Game There's of the no year. better feeling in this world than creating a watermelon in that game. Yeah. So, like, the end goal, like, to get hella points, like, break the game in the leaderboard is to make, like, make all those matches so that you get two watermelons. And if those touch, they basically just disappear. It's like a Tetris. And then you get to keep going, and so that's how you max out your score. So like a max out. a really good score is like three thousand um, okay. for for when you're new to it. But then like if you can get the watermelons to to meet uh, and start over, you could basically get up to like six k, and then eventually like nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. So now we know you got to match the yes. watermelons together. Passions of the fruits. Exactly. <laughs> so after after the weekend, I still think I might have the high score at like 29-something. So okay. almost hit 3K. Eric got like 2,700-something, and it was very, very ah, close. So close. close. I really I really thought I was going to beat your score. I really was going for it. It's one of those games where like I'll play it in bed. I'm like, all right, one more game of Suica. And then it's an hour later, and I still haven't beaten my score, and it's been like eight runs. And... Uh, that's how it was with a. And I'm sure a lot of people remember this game. I think a lot of people were addicted to it. Uh, Flappy Bird. Have you ever played yeah. Flappy Bird? Oh, yeah. My, such it's, a simple game. It's like really mindless, but just just tap, tap, tap. Yep. That would be hours just trying to, like, oh, I almost made it to 50 or I almost made it to 100. Yep. I spent hours on that game. I think my wife actually has an old phone that still has the original oh, one. I need to find it. That's I amazing. told her that, that, that's gold. I said, like, that's worth something. That's literally that worth game, so much. Yeah. <laughs> so I gotta find it, but yeah, that game is addicting. So I get what you're saying. It's that so same it's part just, of your brain. Yep. Yeah, it's just like it's just mindless, you know. Yeah. Um, other than that, like I, I got to play some One Piece. Um, this weekend, Eric and nice. Jordy played some One Piece. Uh, some Battle Spirits was uh, played as well, and that's what we're here to talk about today. Anything else I missed, Eric? Or are you ready to dive in? Uh, well, I. Uh... I, I it was Jordy's birthday, so I made him a Battle Spirits deck. Yeah, uh, put, put together. It's not like a highly competitive list, but I did put in one Absolute Ice Shield, so he can at least start off with that. And I think he immediately during his game with you realized how powerful that card is and why he needs four. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because uh, I think that game would have gone differently if he had four Absolute Ice Shield in his deck. Because yeah, especially because I he, saw all four of mine. Yeah. Yeah. He he would have been in a different position, I think, if he could have defended himself from your your onslaught of attacks uh, a couple turns in. So yeah, but it was a fun game though. Um, he did really well. Yeah, I, I hope he he continues to get into it, and maybe he can play with us. Join our well, he's already in our Discord. So right, <laughs> yeah, we just gotta get him active. <laughs> Hell yeah! And yeah. then what about you, Angel? I know you've probably just been working, right? Yeah, like I was telling you before the show, uh, let's see, what I do, here's an example of what I do. Yesterday, I went to work at 3.30 in the morning, and I didn't get done till 1.50 in the morning today. Oh, my. And I stayed in a hotel, so that's what <laughs> I've been up to. So, uh, literally, probably like hundreds of notifications on Discord I'm trying to catch up on. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I have done nothing exciting, guys. I'm sorry. I have nothing for you this week, but just working like a dog. That's it. So. <laughs> well, 
hopefully we can I, get I, I promise those two guys have messaged me because I've not been tagging a couple things. I will respond at some point this week. It's yeah. Just, I've been I've been uh been knee deep into work, man. But other than that, <laughs> that's it. Nothing exciting for me at all, honestly. Nothing exciting. Just you know, I'm enjoying my life through others with <laughs> what you guys do and what you guys do. So Yeah. And it's always <laughs> oh, busy yeah. around these last couple of months of the year, but hopefully we'll yeah. get some uh get some good play out of you soon instead of all that work. Yeah, hopefully I can make it to Atlanta. So, man, it's really what I want to go have some fun. Yeah. See uh, Cam's first big experience. The yeah. Grand Open. Yeah, baby. Let's oh, go. So excited. Like, that's where all my focus has been. Um, that's coming up in just like, what, three weeks we're going to be in Atlanta? Yeah, uh, yeah, like two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Two yeah. weeks. Two yeah. weeks. Jeez. Um. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's coming up quick. So I've been trying to lock in what I'm going to play. And I think today we're going to be looking at what's uh, been topping the meta kind of how we're preparing for Atlanta and um yeah just just some other fun anecdotes as set 3 is is uh really settling in and uh some some cool decks are rising to the top of these uh of these tournament brackets so yeah, yeah some how do you stuff wanna... I was expecting to see and some stuff I wasn't expecting to see agreed so interesting yeah yeah so where do you want to start Eric I thought we could just kind of like take a look at um and for, I guess for audio listeners, um, we're kind of just going to be talking generally about some decks. Um, like we're not going to go through the entire list of what's in the deck, but just kind of like the general themes and ideas of each of these uh, top four decks uh, from Liverpool. Um, and then for video listeners, it will be up on the screen, like the list will be, and then we'll kind of bounce back and forth and look at individual cards. So um, if you do want to see the full deck list, uh, you could probably throw them in the description too, I guess, huh? Sure. Yeah, so, I can do that. Put them there. Um, yeah. Should we just start off with like uh, the first place deck at Liverpool? Yeah. Or do we want to work our way up there? Yeah. All right. We'll wow. just start off with yeah. the top dog. Let's top do dog. It. All right. I've got it pulled up. So the winner of Liverpool, I think this is in the right order, was uh, Gale. Yep. It was purple, green Gale. And that... Uh. Uh, so yeah, we we've definitely retracted our our boogeyman statement, right? Of like Gale is is broken, it's going to ruin the game, it's going to top everything. But it does still perform like we thought it would. Um maybe a little differently than we thought we would thought it would here, but yeah, this is the uh the winning list from Liverpool. So obviously the four Hurricane Highlands, uh three General Takawa, three Shot Yakers, four of the Big Bird, but I'm surprised to see so many Emerald Sanctuaries in here. I feel like yeah, it's a little redundant. What do you guys think? That's right. Yeah, I'm, that's what I was thinking too when I saw that. I was like, man, three? Like, you know, I get you want to see them for um, the uh, the Guardian, but I, I don't know. Maybe, like I said, it won. So there's probably some strategy behind right. that I haven't played with the list. So <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't want to judge it too hard because it won. So it's just like, exactly. but that's the only I can think of, right? Forest Guardian. Um, maybe just to get that ramp going a lot quicker. And you know what? what? One thing I can think of about it, because one of when I was playing, uh, please, I was seeing Eric uh, last week, I think it was. Dude, Gale struggles without Highland, right? Like, it really does. So maybe that is yeah. just a way where you have Emerald Sanctuary and Forest Guardian, and you're still getting that ramp to then be able to get the big birds or everything else that you need. So that's probably what I'm thinking why yeah. it's there, because it kind of synergizes. Point. But, um, but yeah, other than that, though, I mean, I'm glad to see that, like I said, Gale's up there now, so it's almost like every Grand Open is like a different deck wins, and yeah. I love to see it, right? This is like the first time, I think, since all year that 
for the most part, like, the same decks are not always at the top, right? It's just like a little bit of different, or, or it get or it changes yeah. each time just a tad bit. So it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, the meta is healthy right now. Um, we talked a little bit about that last week, right? Like the rock paper scissors kind of thing, where you know one deck will rise up and beat the other one, and so forth, or so on and so forth. Um, and with six colors and like kind of six archetypes emerging here, like it's that double rock paper scissors thing. Like it's it's. It's really coming together beautifully, um, and that's just so fun because what's happening, like especially with Yellow, when Yellow won a few weeks ago, uh, you look at these lists now for these tournaments, and you're seeing a lot of blessed Genbu, um, and you're seeing a lot of people trying their take on it in little um, pieces here and there, changing in and out, um, which, you know, as a Yellow player, as (laughs) someone who has looked at two-cost Yellow ramp... uh, I don't play Yellow Luster a bunch, but uh, Fabled Beast on the other side of that, like even in our own Discord, we're getting um, a couple of people being like, hey, I'm looking at Yellow now. Like Eric's been looking at Yellow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's just at the very least, we're looking at these different decks and, and seeing them place well and kind of like trying to figure out what the vibe is, like if it's fun and if it matches our play style now because they're viable. And uh, Gale is now officially there like we all thought it would um but definitely going through a little bit of changes here like this gale package that we're looking at has beldegore and dragonaga assassin also right so you're getting the recursion effects with tokawa and beldegore you're getting the draw effects off of the purple like dragonaga um forest quill beast in here is very cool yeah i was i was gonna i was gonna talk about him specifically because he uh, what were you gonna say about him? I was just probably gonna say what you were gonna say. It, you know, it it uh, works with Beldegore, and it's that textless spirit that can get past yeah. dual eagle Genbu uh, for yep. just three cores. So, yeah, like that text slot is very very cool. I like that it's Quill Beast over Young Warrior personally, um, but I like both. It, it feels kind of like that card Griffin in. Um, King Wong or whatever that we were talking about last episode is like, how do you choose between these vanillas? It really just comes down to um, mm-hmm. personal preference sometimes, I think. But um, yeah, w- would you rather do Young Warrior here than Porcupine or, or what else? I was just looking at him and I think I think Porcupine's the right choice because yeah. of the 7k BP to block yeah. the eagle. That's yeah. what you want. Oh, that's you right. Young Warrior only gets to 6 yeah, yeah. You, want that, you want that extra extra one thousand yeah. uh, bp so yeah so that yeah. porcupine definitely is the right call um that's well worth it for the extra core i i think especially out of gale where you have cores flying out of your ass so yeah exactly <laughs> so um, forest quill guys, beast yeah one core 5k three core 7k what do you what do you guys think about the scop owl inside because um i like scop owl enough that i I want to see him in main. Like, I think he's really good. Do, do you think it's like the 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 sideboard option here is if you're not going up against Genbu, you side out the the porcupines for Scop Owl? Probably. I mean, I think Probably. maybe. I mean, depending what his game plan was, like you know, I don't know if he's because Scop Owl is one of those like if you, long games and situational scenarios where you're gonna really kind of need him. But yeah. once again, he's another trigger for Belcor, right? I mean, he has three yeah. triggers for Belcor right here between actually. Technically five if you count the Scop Owl. If he's playing it right, you got the Forest Quill, the Scop Owl, the Takua, and then the Forest Guardian. So um, I think that's probably to your point, Eric. Maybe if you're not going against that Yellow Genbu matchup, you probably swap them out based on whatever matchup you have. Because Scop Owl, 
does come in handy, right? <laughs> like it's a lot of things that yeah. does for you, yeah. um, offensively or defensively. So I could definitely see that being the the easiest move search because everything else, I mean, you need the other tech cards that he has with the um, some of the magics uh, that he's running. So uh, I like it. It's pretty, you know, it's, it's interesting to see that this Gale build, like, yeah, it's Gale, but like. It's not the Gale that we all thought. It's not like heavy Gale, right? It's not like a bunch of Gale spirits. I'm trying to ramp all these cores. It's just kind of like a few main creatures that you want to see for Gale that do something with the exhaustion and everything else. Is kind of it's just magic and tech cards. So I like it. Yeah, this um, looks a lot like the Gale deck that I settled on. Um, I lean a little more full green than than this. Like this has the purple tech. It's got a bunch of different colored magic, but mm-hmm. at its core, right? You know, it's it's at its core what you really want there is just <laughs> one or two hurricane highlands and you want to see tokawa early um and if you can get feng Huang or shot and jaeger uh quick it's over and so i like this build though because it gives you time to set up like because obviously that's a god roll on your draws right so with this one you know you're getting some draws you're getting some consistent blocking and destruction with Beldegor, who we talked about a lot last week and probably bring up every episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's just good. It's solid yeah. tech. I ordered the rest of my SPRs, by the way. Good. I have three, I have three SPR Beldegors on their way to me. I pulled the trigger. That's not <laughs> it was actually I... after our last episode, like almost immediately afterward, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to buy them. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's good. I mean, I think Strong Draw really for me is the MVP of this deck early because so I know good. when I was playtesting Eric, like I think I opened up a Strong Draw, I discarded like two Takawas. Oh no, it was a Takawa and a Belgor, I think is what I discarded. Yeah, beautiful. And then, you know, the next turn, that's what you want. Get Takawa back to hand, play it, whatever, and now you got the constant loop that you can constantly do. So Strong Draw is just such a good card in this deck because you're not really paying, you know, it doesn't cost you to discard anything because you want to dump stuff to the graveyard that's going to recur itself later on. So yeah, um, I like yeah. it. Yeah, overall looks like a, a fun list to play. Looks consistent as hell, you know? That's what I always look like, is like, how many different cards am I looking at? Not like copies of each specific, but how many different cards? And I like to have this clean row, right, of these two rows. So there are 16 different cards in the main deck. Um, and that's usually where I try to stay, because it's, you know, you're, you're seeing the stuff that you want to see. Uh, perfect draw engine, four strong draws, four star bless. That's, I'm like... That, like, right here that we're looking at. Four Strong Draw, four Absolute, four Star Bless. Like, I'm putting those 12 cards in every single deck. Like, no-brainer at this yeah. point. Um, because I don't I play the strong draw. Sometimes I cut the Strong Draw down to, like, three. But uh, it's usually, like, as I'm tweaking, if I just need that extra card slot, I'll I'll drop it. But I try to keep it at four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Dragonaga Assassin also putting in some work here to draw yeah, some drawing. cards for us. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Look at these set one spirits being uh, really See my viable. girl Maduke. Maduke, yeah. she's in there. Maduke in the sideboard. What do you guys think about the one flush stream? Um, well, got a, in the sideboard or in the main? I mean, he's got the, the backup. In the main. Like, will, you guys, will you guys just do the one in your main or will you bump it up to two? I, I would at max do two. Um, outside of blue, just because it's a little expensive, but it is such good. It's a good pacemaker early. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like if you're getting like- behind on board while you're trying to set up your hurricane, I think Floodstream works really well in the Gale list. Yeah, I I, I like the one Floodstream. I I typically run one in main, but uh, the vol- one of Volcanic Break is also pretty nice because it does hit. 
Again, I, I feel like maybe I'm like laser focused on dual eagle, but like it can hit the dual eagle. <laughs> I, yeah, I think you'd need to be laser focused on dual eagle right now. Yeah. Um, and um, that's probably exactly why it's in there. Can also take care of Dynaman Tyranoid as well, right? Yeah. If he if he's causing trouble for you. True. Yeah, yeah let me pull up. Because he goes up to six K. Yeah. Yeah, six K is banked. Yeah, Volcanic Break is uh, cool tech. A um, little expensive, but being able to kill something 6,000 or fewer is massive. Even yeah. just once. You know, like that could be uh, the difference there. Yeah, it just looks like a solid um, a solid list. Like very well-rounded. You know, like I, I play a lot of Pokemon Unite, uh, and so I'm always translating that to card games. It's like this is an all-rounder deck. You know, uh, there are speedster decks, there are defender decks, there are um, attacker decks, but this is the uh, this is the all rounder. It's got a little bit of everything, and that's typically yeah. how I like to play my card games. So this is a cool list. Like if I if I wanted to do Gale, I think I would start playtesting with some of that purple recursion, um, just because it's fun. It, it, yeah. yeah, ideally the perfect turn. I mean, if you don't open it in your opening hand with. Uh... Hurricane Highlands, right? Mm -hmm. You're gonna see either a strong draw of Starblast, right? So yeah. like ideally you should play you should be playing Hurricane Highlands by turn two at the latest, right? Yep. Uh and just hope that your opponent doesn't have, you know, Feral Slash or, or Burning Force in hand. So Yep. So at least get because I think with Hurricane Highlands, as long as you can get one of the Gale Spirit ramps just one time, you already have enough momentum going and yeah. it's just a matter on the other ones um and you're already going to be outsourcing but i think with the playtesting against eric like every time i play hurricane highland he just had an answer for it, it just yeah like, it you have to yeah oh yeah it's so crazy it's so slow but so that's something that's missing from this deck is there's no answers for the mirror match just so feral what, slash in the side just feral slash in the sideboard yeah, That's two it. of them. And the Dream Bomb. <laughs> I mean, you can bounce something back with a Dream Bomb if you need it. Yeah. To. Yeah. But you're uh, right. So I like, guess it is kind of leaning into. Um... Like, yeah, what do you want to do? Do you want to just race them? Do you yeah. be like, I'm going to get Highlands first? Yeah, which we've um, we've run into in, in testing. You know, like if we're doing the Mirror Match Gale, like if one of us has the Highlands and the other one doesn't, like it feels bad. Yeah. And with no answers for it. Like, yeah. So that, you know what? That is. That is weird that Feral Slash isn't taking up any spots in the main, personally. But obviously it worked. Yeah, some, something must be going with it, you know. And maybe it's one of those things, too, though, like, you don't want to see a dead card, you know, depending on what you're... Like, the Emerald Sanctuary is, right? Three copies of it. Maybe it's just a strategy. It's just to ramp, continue ramping until you see a Highlands, worst-case scenario. Yeah. Um, so you're yeah. still kind of getting ahead, and you have the constant draw engine with the Dragonaga, yeah. strong draw, Star Blessed. So you're probably always either out ramping your opponent or out drawing them. So maybe that's a strategy. I mean, obviously, whatever the strategy was, it worked because it won. So I yeah. think it lost what, let's see, one match. Is that what it was? Let's see, what's the. Uh... Lost two matches. Two matches. So, and yeah. it looks like. Those people. Those people had very good records. Uh, yeah, what did it lose to? It lost so to... Daniel was playing... It looks like he was playing red. Yeah, Jara was also playing red. So, yeah, so yeah, could have been those... Could have been the Nexus removal that got him. Yeah. That and the Dragon Kings. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Congrats to Gale. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely need to start considering Gale... Um, as I, I, 
I guess maybe we could use this as an opportunity to talk about this really quick. Like, I, I've been playtesting around with like kind of a rainbow build, but now I'm, I'm kind of starting to lean towards just because of the meta, like with yellow and red kind of being things I'm expecting to see. I just, I'm kind of thinking about either just playing, getting really good with um, a version of like that top red deck, or maybe kind of pivoting into Gale now that this list is here, and maybe like playing around with this list and seeing how I feel about it. Maybe just kind of like editing little pieces here and there for taste. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and just kind of seeing if maybe that's something I'd like to go with, but um, it's interesting. It's, it's nice that there's so many options though. Yeah. I agree. Um, should we talk about the second place deck? Now? Yeah. yeah. I'm actually excited to see this on there. Cause I think yeah. that's the only version of, well, I guess we're about to talk about it, but the only version of yellow that we have not seen at least, I think, top uh, all year, probably. Yeah, I could be wrong on that, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Top, so, so it is uh, yellow luster. Yeah, luster baby. So we've got it up on the screen here now. Um, I have Michaela's right, like I have all the yellow cards, but I have never played luster. But I love watching it played, and I love seeing it come up here. Like there are some cards here. Um, specifically a couple of these newer angels that are uh, really, really interesting to see and double heart in here. So it definitely still has the fabled beast package, right? Like you've got Carbolk, um, as a, as a vanilla spirit, it's also got that fabled beast. And then you've got wonderland card Griffin, which we talked about last week, uh, probably mm -hmm. for that mirror match for that Genbu. Um, and it's just got great reduction. I've been playtesting this card and it's really cool to just be able to drop it for one. Um, cause I mean, even if you don't have creatures, you probably have these blessed cathedrals and phantasmal paradises. It can trigger the phantasmal paradise to get you just buku amounts of draw. Uh, this is a solid fun looking deck. What do you guys think? I yeah. agree. I mean, I mean, with luster being, I, to me, I've always said, me and Eric had talked about this, uh, I think a few weeks ago. We were playing for fun, just like a little luster uh, build. Mm -hmm. Luster is dangerous, man. Like it is dangerous when it goes off, especially when it has these high level, like you know, exhaust nexuses, burning. I mean, you get that back to your hand. Um, and with Michaela, you can play him for free, right? So that's super scary. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I like the addition of double heart, right? Because you can kind of max it up, you know, with any experience really. But let's just say you do what you do with Eagle, and they can't block for whatever reason. Now you're doing double damage on top of that. So yeah. It's yeah. a very, very, very solid uh build. And you know, and I'm, I'm glad to see Luster because I've always, you know, we, we've been talking about Luster since set one. Like Luster's so good, Luster's good, it just needs this or needs that. Um, and it's good to find see it slowly creep its way up there, you know. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see more and more different variations of it little by little. Um and I mean it just honestly with this set, it's so exciting to see so many almost like a little bit of every archetype or yeah. style kind of either top yeah. or win events and it's exciting to see right because like we went from like hardcore fable beast and all that now you have this luster package you have you know obviously the uh gale that ended up winning this time around um you have a couple different variations of rainbow and red going around so um it's exciting to see man it's almost like every color now has a spotlight and i think it's only gonna get better right i think that What's that four? That's probably when we'll start seeing more blue, you know, topping as well. So, yeah. Um, and then every color will be kind of 
like we said, rock, paper, scissors, right? Like every deck is good. It's just a matter of what your matchups are going to end up being. So, or how you play it. So, yeah, let's, um, let's talk about the card in this deck that I think is the reason we're seeing luster pop up recently, which is judgment angel flagellum. Yes. Um, that's it. This is a six cost reduced by two yellow angel spirit. Uh, level one for one core is 4k. Level two for three cores is 6k. Level three for four cores is 8k. Has luster at one, two, and three. And then at level two and three during your attack step, when you use a magic card that costs five or more, reduce all of your opponent's spirits by 2000 BP during this turn after its effect resolves. So the first thing that comes to my mind is exhaust nexus. You were turning yep. that into reducing your entire opponent's side by 5,000. And yeah. that's nuts. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> board wiping for the most yeah. part, depending on what you want to have. Like, it's a pretty good board wipe right there. And then you get to add Exhaust Nexus back to your hand after it attacks. Yep. And potentially, you know, drain them for another 3,000, which is 8K. Like, that's very good. <laughs> And not yeah. hard to do in in uh, in a full yellow deck that we're seeing yeah. here. Like it's all yellow creatures, all yellow nexus. Um, yeah, exhaust nexus is so fun for me. I I've been decide like trying to figure out if I want to bump it up from two to three of. In this deck, it's four of, uh, which definitely makes sense because if you have to pop you one early before it. you get your luster, yeah. yeah. But you want to see it with that luster attack and just completely obliterate the uh defending line i we've been talking about the angel archetype too like it's very cool to see where like who fits best with big boss michaela right um so these two angels specifically are very very cool um and yeah this new one flagellum is sick no i think it's good i mean and i've before Depths even got banned, like I always said that Yellow has some of the better Nexuses. Like Phantasmal yeah. Paradise and Blessed Cathedral are such a lethal combo where like you're drawing or you're ramping, right? Um Sometimes both. It, it, sometimes both, right? Uh and it's just such a crazy thing that you keep going there. And after that, you know, the one thing that I've always said Yellow uh, Yellow has an advantage of that has some of the uh wonkiest, I guess you could say, and like and like spiciest magic cards that just kinda Take you for loophole, right? I mean, Summer saw all these kind of other magic cards that get played around. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, that, that card exists. Like, oh yeah, that could take me off guard. So it's crazy, man. Like, I mean, I've seen crazy builds back in the day when people were trying to do the luster package, like Royal Potion and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, Yellow has a lot of cool, wonky spells that, you know, with luster, and if you can get it going off, especially with Michaela on board, like, it is insane. Didn't you lose against uh, Eric? I can't remember. It was it? A luster yeah, game lost it against, was right? in in Tulsa. Yeah, I lost against yeah. Luster first round. Um, I was just looking at something. Sorry if I zoned out because I was looking at two <laughs> cards in this deck, and I was like, "That's crazy." H have you looked at a uh, War Angel Shin? Yeah, oh, yeah. and then yeah. and then with Double Heart. Yes. So like. <laughs> Two, uh, okay, you guys already knew about this, so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, that's nuts. No, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I need to try this out. I need to try this and just see if I like it. Because yeah. it seems a little big brainy. Like, I feel yeah. like it'll hurt my brain to play it all day. But also, like, if I can get good with it. It kind of reminds, I don't know why I feel this way, but if you guys, if anyone listening is fans of Overwatch, 
this feels like tracer to me <laughs> like yeah uh, i don't know yeah. like like very like i don't know like you, you very have to fast where you're teleporting to before you exactly. can kind of you know retract yourself so yeah, yeah. exactly like just i can feels... see this deck being misplayed and you, you screw yourself over exactly yeah. like i just feel like this deck is so powerful but only if you can pilot it <laughs> yeah because it's like even if you can pilot it kind of okay it's gonna suck because you need to know like exactly when to use each of your cards and like i don't know it, it's definitely cool though i like it a lot this reminds me of like you know play a lot of hearthstone this reminds me more of like a, a rogue die right where it's yeah. very combo right like the deck is only good if you can combo it, like you were saying, right? Combo it off right with the right spirit or at the right time with the right yeah. spells. And that's exactly what, you know, I'm playing Hearthstone, but that's what Rogue plays like, where like you can have a really good deck, but if you mess up the combo, you do the wrong combo at the wrong time, you're going to lose that. You, you're, you can tell early on, I'm going to lose this match because my combo is already done. Like I, I screwed up. So, yeah. Yeah. It reminds me so much of Yellow and Digimon. And like, granted, I played early Digimon, um, like first year into second year but like it just reminds me of those early uh shine graymon builds where it's like it's a lot of the draining of the bp right it's a lot of um tamers which are basically the nexuses in this like it looks almost like a copy paste of like what the devs for the digimon card game wanted yellow to do into this game um and it it it's just really fun. I just haven't played like that in Battle Spirits yet. But yeah, this deck list has me all sorts of excited to just at the very least try it in, you know, some casual playtesting and see if it clicks like um like Yellow Digimon used to. Um cuz yeah, like if you can pull those things off and and you're totally right, it's it's about who pilots it. Um it's devastating. And it is just so many steps, but like if you get all those steps to line up, it's hard to come back from. Like even just exhaust nexus twice, like off of a luster, right? Like that's very, very good board control, and that's kind of yeah. a simple combo and not that difficult to pull off. So I'm glad that people are still looking at luster into these set three cards, right? Like Wonderland Griffin and Flagellum, um, and Double Heart. It's it's a good looking deck. The sideboard is interesting. We got one God Slaying, three of the Feral Slash, obviously for um, Highlands and some other, like, you know, Purple Smoke Valley and stuff. But Harpy Nest Palace is in here too. Two copies of that. The card I really like is that uh, Heavenly Blade Dragon. Yeah. Against, you know, uh, Mirror Match or any Bless. I mean, it's going to go on to that spirit, the, the core. So. Uh, I, I like this really good tech decision, and that card's pretty cool looking anyway. It's reminds me of Dragon Ball C Shenron. Yeah. So it's like, I like it, especially the SPR version of it. Uh, yeah. But I think it's a really good choice uh, and sideboard, so I really like that. So I'm definitely, I'm with you guys right now. Kind of, this is a deck that I'm very interested in, like, playtesting with and seeing because um, it, it just looks good, and I've always liked the luster idea. Um, and obviously, if this is piloted very well, it's obviously very dangerous. We've got, you know, it's a runner up. So it's uh, very good. That is such the, uh, a crazy card, Ryu. I never, like, really valued that ability. But, yeah. Like, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, you can attack me with Hippo and do Eagle you want. I'm just going to go on this, you know? So that is such a cool sideboard for uh, for Blast uh, matches. Oh, I'm gonna I don't think that. it works against Blast because it's, it's only during main step. 
Oh, dang. Oh, dang. Okay, okay. Okay. Never mind. No wonder. No wonder. Okay. It, it might actually... It might actually be in there more for um, the uh, the bouncing, the anti bounce. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, if I ever read cards, <laughs> we don't read cards. <laughs> we talk about we uh, the, players. The Harpy Nest Palace, though, I think that's been tech for a minute to go against like Baculus Curse, right? Yeah, yeah, to control the core drain and all that. I, I've seen even Purple is kind of, which is weird. I saw Purple is kind of running this on side as well. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. mirror matches and stuff like that. So it's definitely, you know, it's funny because Harpy's Nest, that's exactly what it is, right? It's one of those tech nexuses that you're only going to see based on what your scenario is. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like, like that 50 50 split, right? Like sometimes with sideboard cards, it's like, do I really want to load up my sideboard with a card that is just there in case I see this matchup, right? Or is it something that it will at least can change and tune my deck? to kind of boost the stuff up in a, in a different scenario. And I think we talked about this in one of the podcasts, just about how do you decide what to sideboard. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, I, I like what Harpy's Nest does, but it's always been one of those cards where I'm like, I'd rather fill my sideboard with something else that's going to help my deck accelerate faster and whatever it failed at the first time, you know, round one, um, compared to possibly never having a matchup, right, that I need this card and I just wasted two, uh, two sideboard spots for something else that could have been more useful. Yeah. I, I've been struggling with uh, the Yellow Nexus Secret Flower Garden. I've been wanting to make this card mm. work so bad. Um, and I'm surprised that we're still not seeing it. I don't know why we're not seeing it. It's a four cost reduced by two Yellow Nexus. Level one and two, when one of your Yellow Nexuses is destroyed by your opponent's effect, place a core from the void into your life. That feels pretty good, especially with how much Feral Slash we're seeing right now. Like... You pop this down next to your Blessed Cathedral, and your opponent has a choice to make. They can destroy your Blessed Cathedral, but you get a life, and you're probably going to drop another Blessed Cathedral next turn anyway. Yeah. And then at, at level two, yeah, at level two for one core, all of your spirits with Blessed or Luster during your attack step gain 1,000 BP. Like, with how much we're seeing Dual Eagle trying to push through, um, especially with the rise of these vanillas to counter it, I know Phantasmal Paradise gives your Fabled Beast stuff, and that's probably why that is seeing more play. But, like, even a one or a two of Secret Flower Garden doesn't seem bad. I don't know. Could be could be interesting tech in the sideboard for the mirror match. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm probably going to throw it in my sideboard. Um, Or if, if you go up against red, you maybe yeah. side these in. Yeah. Because, I mean... What I found in testing with my deck where it is right now, like I'm not obviously going to show everything in it, but like it's a yellow two cost Fabled Beast build. That's what I've been doing. Um, but I'm like getting a fistful of cards by the end of the game. And so I don't think it's going to clog up the deck to have one in the main. And then you put that down. And it's just a little more security for all of those yellow nexuses. I don't know. But yeah, overall, this this luster card too. I think cool. it's worth. I, I think it's worth looking into. I like that card too. Yeah, the secret flower guard. Uh, what do you think the one of God slaying is for? Really quick before we move on to the next deck, because I was curious. Like, why put that in as a one of? Is it just for like uh, to deal with like the red big guys, or to deal with like Fang Wong, or to deal with Genbu? Probably Am I answering yes my own question? to all of that. Yeah, yeah. yes I, to I, all I, of it. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> just all of that. Especially in a full yellow a build. Of. Yeah, like that's the one is what's throwing me off because in a full yellow build, I'd be running two or three because I love that card. I like it always has value for me. 
Yeah. But yeah, the one of is know. interesting. I think it's yeah, especially out of luster because you can get it back. Yeah, and maybe that's why it's the one of. They're like, you know, I'll hold on to it. Stuff, yeah, yeah, I'll like bait and attack, and they'll block with something big. Who's gonna overpower me? And yeah, but it's weird that yeah, it's in the side. I don't know. One of and in the side is what's throwing me off. But hey, what do I know? This person got second place, and I did not. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. I'll be watching yeah. this list with uh, great interest moving forward i think we're definitely going to see some luster in um atlanta yeah sure yeah maybe it'll be me maybe it'll be <laughs> eric <laughs> Eat it. all right number three then all right yeah these are both i think technically they're both like because they didn't they were both from different matches so they're like top four gotcha right yeah so they're both like top four decks but uh we're looking at the red list first yes yeah the red green or gale. wait a minute <laughs> this isn't this isn't red fully is it <laughs> no yeah this is red gale red gale with like one thing of purple i am so into this <laughs> at first glance <laughs> this is fucking nuts it's so fast you don't have the strong draw because you have the charge draw which i'm glad I'm to see that as a draw engine if you're leaning into a lot of red, this looks like okay. I'm. <laughs> it's like I, I'm. This person was probably like I love Gale, but I also love the speed and the aggression of red. Let's combine them. Yeah, and it has so many fun things from set one, set two, and now set three. Cool deck. I like Four it. I mean, ritual fire is insane to me. Yeah, that's like crazy. And I was going to say, the Volcanic Canyon, in a way, does what Strong Draw does, right? You're yeah. still getting that yeah. discussion that you need for like the one bell board or top of So, But you're constantly doing it every turn. You're drawing that additional. So you can get into that yeah. Hurricane Highland and you do your second one. So it's definitely, like you were saying, more of that fast pace. And then you have what Red does, right? The ritual fire's destruction stuff, the burning forces at a lot cheaper cost. So Ritual like fire it. is good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We were, I think we talked about the one that I think we did a spoiler. We were talking about Ritual Fire for a while. Like, yeah, it's a yeah. it's a nice card. It's a little spicy card. And this one well, of the game so here's, ones too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this one. Of the game it games. is. Yeah. Um, here's the thing about Ritual Fire that I learned from watching the Pasadena players play in the on the stream uh-huh. is that the main downside of that card is that it's main step only. However, you can turn it into a flash speed card or like a during your opponent's turn card rather not flash speed but you can play it during your opponent's turn by setting it in the burst taking the life and then killing two things and then you don't lose that tempo of having to play it during your main step right so and that's where four makes sense right you can hold one in your hand for your main step but also like you can you can drop one down there in that burst slot that's gonna yeah. fire. And if yeah. if you need to swap it out later for something else, you don't really worry too much because you're drawing a lot and you have four of them. So yeah. you'll see it again. Yeah, it's definitely good early. Like if they go a little wide and get a little, you know, a little cheeky and then want to take out some of your health early or it, or just leaning into some some aggro, which we're about to see in the next list. Um, Ritual Fire is good in the beginning as a burst slot, I think. I, I That's a cool card. Four of it. Man, I, I need to playtest this list now, too. <laughs> yeah. One Beldegore. Thoughts? 
Uh, I mean, I guess that's really all you sound like you need if you're just going to keep yeah. recycling him, you know? So, I mean, I could see it. Yeah, me, I think me it's personally, very thematic. I was, yeah, I would probably play at least at least two. Yeah. Um, If I was going to go, like, very minimal on, on Beldegore, but that's just because I have a, a sweet spot for Beldegore. But, yeah. um, like I said, I mean, you think about it, the only target it has is really Takua. Yeah, so, that's fair. Um, I, I can see that, right? I mean, it just kind of is there for you need. You have the Ritual Fires, you have the Burning Force, the Volcanic Break, to kind of deal with the other spirits without having to use Beldegore's trigger uh, on yeah. Summon. So, um, I can see it. I mean, at least for this build, I can see it. So, we you guys prefer this red green gale or the purple green gale that we saw that one hard to say it is hard to say i i think i love I, how green and purple mix so well together i never really thought about green and red but this no. looks oppressive in a fun way i don't know it, it looks cool as hell three dream bombs seems like a lot yeah. but there's a lot of burst in this deck, right? Yeah, there yeah. is. You got the Star Blast Rituals, the Absolutes, the Dream Bomb. Yeah. Dream Bomb could be in there for the Mirror Match to take care of the Feng Wong. Yeah. Or it could also mm. be in there for Genbu shenanigans. Yeah, or... big reds. Yeah. The sideboard this is deck... really cool. I love it. It's it's two more Beldegores, four Feral Slash, four Seabed Lighthouse. No, yeah, Seabed Lighthouse. Yeah. Seabed Lighthouse is a cheeky little move there. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm just so impressed like with what people are coming up with and and how they're piloting them. Like I I keep going back to Eric said like um after the Netherlands, right? You were like I'm kind of bummed that this is the last tournament for set 2 cuz the meta felt like it was busting wide open. But like now, like what do you think? Do you feel like it's even better than that right now? Like I know oh, yeah. we haven't been, but like okay, uh, it's way it's way better than that. Yeah. It's way it's a lot because because it, it's way better just in the sense that at the pro tour, yeah, it was like changing a little bit, but it's still it's still a lot of very similar decks, right? A lot, a lot of similar colors. Yeah. Where right now the meta is like like we talked about earlier, like every color or every version of a color or there's a lot of mixing of colors in this meta that I think there's ever been. It's a lot of two of of certain colors, and each one, like for example, what we're just looking at, right? We have a red gale and a purple gale, mm-hmm. two completely different builds that do two completely different things in a way while still being gale, just achieve it a lot different. I love that. You know, it's like it's it's just what your play style is. So I want to go heavy aggro, destroy everything, or do want to like draw synergize more control a bit more what purple wants to do. Um, and I like to see that in this meta, so I think that's what I like. So I think it's better for sure. Yeah, it um, it's reminding me of Keyforge. Of course, I'm gonna draw this parallel, right? <laughs> so <laughs> the one of the new things Keyforge is doing are these menagerie decks, which I probably touched on last week. But um, as a quick refresher, like they're just tuned in algorithmically generated decks, so they're all still unique. But on the back of the card uh, list, it says what packets you got, right? And so I've been really thinking about that concept and just with this deck and the top first stack, right? You're seeing packets show up. So you get the Gale packet, which is the Tokawa, the mm. Beldegore, the Schottenjaeger, the Big Bird, and the Hurricane Highlands, right? Those like five cards you're probably gonna see as the Gale packet. And then in in this deck specifically, you're also getting that red destroy packet. 
like a lot of really aggressive removal, the volcanic break, the burning forces, the ritual fires. And then you get your draw packet, which is the star bless draw and charge draw. Um, so like starting to piece decks together like that, and the fact that you can do that in this game with six different colors and three sets now is so exciting. Like that's why rainbow decks are so viable, right? You're just kind of putting together a pile of like some of your favorite cards in the game and the freedom to not have to lock into one tribe or one color or even two colors at this point is just good game design. And it's a testament to the people playing this game because this top four, just the three lists that we've looked at are just so different. Yep. Even the two Gale quote unquote decks look and play completely differently. And I'm just really impressed. Bearded Eagle, I love the Bearded Eagles made a comeback because we've always loved that card here. Yeah, at he's <laughs> such a good. I I don't know. The weird thing about having him in this list is I feel like where Bearded Eagle really shines is when you can play him for free. Yeah. So like I don't know how often you're doing that in this list because the only other cost reduction you have for him is Dynaman and Volcanic Canyon. So yeah. you might be playing him for two or one, but. But his um, stats are so good. Like, yeah, with the Gale ramp, you're you're typically seeing him at 7K. Yeah, that's true. Maybe you don't care about the free free freegal. Freegal. <laughs> well, I think the one good thing about Sue, and I mentioned uh, mentioned this when we're talking about the other deck, is that um, vanilla cards, right? You yeah. guys remember when we're doing the uh, the spoilers? A lot of people were hating on how many vanillas were coming out. But yeah. look at how many homes vanilla cards have been made into and a lot of these decks for yeah. a certain reason, right? Yeah, the Texas cards, <clears throat> but because of their BP stats or maybe the cost reduction or maybe the art type, it synergizes still very well with other decks. So I'm glad to see vanilla getting some respect, you know? It's, yeah. It's, it's going for you. I don't know you're for it, Cam, because you're, you're, <laughs> you're big on vanilla, so. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've thought so many times about just pivoting to my just mecha textless spring of norn deck just to really get in against the genbus but i don't know there's still some stuff i need to work out with that deck but yeah I, vanillas vanillas have a purpose and that's good i i do think something that's interesting about these two gale decks is that uh they both have slotted in to cam's point like the packets that they've slotted in from purple and from red were both to like shore up the weaknesses of Gale. Mm -hmm. And so like the purple deck, the purple Gale deck and the red Gale deck, most of the cards they slotted in were draw cards or filtering cards. Yeah. And so that's kind of where they tried to shore up Gale's weaknesses of like, you need to find your pieces quickly. Um, they've done it. They've done it through the draw cards. I also think it's interesting that volcanic break was a card that was limited to one and now we're seeing it as a one of in all three of these decks. It, yeah. it, spoiler, it does not show up in the fourth deck that we're going to look at. Right. Um, it shows up in the side there. But uh, for the top three, or these three decks here, uh, it it shows up as a one of. So, you know, it's it's interesting that um, Bandai had the foresight to limit that card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the one. It's like they knew. It's just like, wait, well, it's even like all of us that we were talking about um, Gale in general. Like, oh, my God, Hurricane Highlands, ban it already. It's going to be it's going to poison the meta. And there's even people writing, you know, to Bandai. Yeah. And Bandai was just like, crickets. They're just like, chill. It's like, yeah. chill. It's all right. It's all right. It's <laughs> not going to be that crazy. So they, they, they're doing good so far. And I'm happy with the decisions they made. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I know we talked about a little bit on it about how we feel about banning and limiting and stuff like that, but so far it's making sense, right? Um, yeah. yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot that should thrive. The card is still good without being so overpowered. It makes other decks not viable. So, so far, if, if they keep it this way, and this is how they're going to do the limitations and the banning, I'm, I'm there for it. I think, yeah. I think it's healthy. So I, yeah. I have a trust in Bandai. You know, like, those four cards, right? Overraptodon, um, Axe Spider, Depths, and Volcanic Break. The three that were banned and done for make a lot of sense to make room for dozens of new cards so if we're gonna lose one so that it doesn't break the game with 12 new cards coming in that's cool over Aptodon being limited i get it or being banned i get it um it was a tough blow for red players i probably would have been a little more mad if i played a lot of red but like red is still finding a way red still has nova red still has uh dragno king now like red is is doing what red wants to do still no harm no foul Axe Spider was just a tough card, an unfun card, a long two-time card, right? Um, and we're just... It helps us as players explore other cards in the pool. And just from results of these tournaments in the last month, you know, you're seeing people getting creative. And it, it Bandai, to some extent, yeah, has to have that foresight. Has to be like... They're seeing these, these issues before they print and hit print. And, like, we jumped to some conclusions, right, about Hurricane Highlands. Like, this is the first time we're seeing lists with Highlands um, first place, third place, you know? Um, yeah. So it wasn't as big of a boogeyman as we thought. Or, you know, Bandai has those numbers and those playtests, and, and they they printed the card as is. And I'm, I'm definitely leaning more into trusting them and... Yeah, like it's it's just a good spot for the game to be in. Yeah, I think what I like about Bandai is like they stick to their guts. They're like, yeah, yeah they you, do. You know, we hear what you're saying, but it's almost like in a way they're saying like we know what we're doing. Like yeah. we've written these cards ahead of time. Like we know how it's gonna change or what's what what's out there that's gonna be. And sometimes you know, at the end of the day, really, it's up to us, the players, to figure that out, right? Like, yeah, come up with a crazy combo or come up, and that's how games get, you know, either broken or, or decks like they start coming out. It's like the player gets very creative and starts linking about, oh my god, this card works with this card. Um, and seeing, you know, I'm loving that each set is prevalent right now, right? There's a card from each set somewhere in some in some of these decks, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, set two, obviously, you're gonna have boom prisons you can see everywhere, but uh, set one. <laughs> It's funny, right? you can still see how good set one really was, right? Yeah. Because when you see the cards that are like staples, we call for the most part, are from set one, you know? So yep. it's interesting to see how good of set one was. So I think that's why set two fell the way it did. So yeah. And like, you know, it's so fun to see set one and set two in a lot of card games, right? Because set one, you know, obviously you want the bangers, you want the cards to bring people in, and you want those initial strategies and those archetypes to show themselves. So like, of course there's going to be some bangers like Maduk and Nova, uh, cause they're fun. Right. And then set two for a lot of card games is to build on that and flesh out the card pool a little bit, give some options. Some cards are going to be more duds than others. Um, set two obviously also was introducing the fifth color. Um, so it did kind of feel like a sophomore slump. I think about a lot of card games that their second set just doesn't hit, right? Um, Keyforge, infamous for that. Age of Ascension aged into 
popularity more recently than when it was first announced because set one was just so banging. And um, yeah, set three here. More like with Age of Descension. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's true. Um, but yeah, now that set three is here, things feel so good. Um, each set is establishing itself in these decks. And uh, yeah, just the future of the game looks so bright when you're looking at some of these uh, tournament lists. As far as the competitive standpoint, casually, obviously, this game is so fun. Yeah, it's, it's... so fun. But competitively, but... for it to feel so fresh <laughs> still is great. Yeah, it's like you're playing a whole new game. Like, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they're they're. Do you think it. if they wouldn't have done those bands, we would just see all of the Gale pieces plus depths plus Axe Biter? <laughs> Yeah, and that would just uh, be probably. that would just be the deck. <laughs> I think yeah, so. I really do. <laughs> and yeah, yeah it'd be a damn yeah. good deck. Yeah, <laughs> it would be a damn yeah. good deck. Schottenjager, Netherland or Netherworld depths it, it alone is just stupid. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, it's only gonna get better from here, though. You know, we got that's right. Set four, and then from there, now we have we, we have the the house foundation, right? Yep. Now it's like you were saying, let's add these to the pools and let's mix it all up and see what it does. Because, I mean, you're right when it comes to set two. You made a good point, right? Like, a lot of the card games set two, so you should almost like, it feels like a filler set, right? Like, it's just like yeah. here or something in the meantime. Because, I, I mean, it's like, I'm talking about old Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, Meta Raiders. Yeah. That wasn't that good of a set. I mean, you got the Gate Guardians and Thousand Island or Thousand Island Strict or whatever. Yeah. But there was like no major cards out of there like people were excited about. Like, right. Like, competitively. So it's a set three came out, which I think was Magic, Magic Rulers. Ruler. Don't yeah. quote me on that. It was yeah, I still remember yeah. Magic Rulers. So <laughs> yeah, now that set changed the whole meta that time. So I remember when that came out, there was some crazy cards yeah. in there. So. Exactly. Yeah, Eric, my boy, Magic Ruler, baby. We know. <laughs> <laughs> was after that Pharaonic Guardian, or was that later? Uh, uh, I think. I think it was right after that. Yeah, Pharaonic Guardian, yeah. and then I remember was... that set fucking slapped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that said, had some crazy cards in it. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, we'll we'll get into Yu-Gi-Oh later on. We'll, do, yeah, we'll have to do like... a, a maybe we'll do a Yu-Gi-Oh nostalgia, nostalgia podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, we don't talk about anything relevant to anyone who's actually playing Yu-Gi-Oh today. <laughs> yeah, but if you just want to listen to us talk about Yu-Gi-Oh when we were like seven years old, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about fair servant, soul of the duelist time. You know, I'm talking uh, about where I have to sacrifice. Jinzo like, needs to be banned. Yeah, yes. Jinzo is broken, dude. Fuck. Fuck Jinzo. Anyway, we're, we're going to say that for a different podcast. There you go. Yeah. For a different episode, we're going to have a Yu-Gi-Oh! nostalgia. I'm just going to sit there and talk oh, about man. the memories. <laughs> man. Forbidden memories. Forbidden yeah. memories, oh, dude. Yeah. And then this process. <laughs> And now set four for BSS is going to be dual color and extra symbols. Like, yeah, it's going to be nuts. Like if this is any indication about like wacky and weird combos and decks and just like throwing color out the window, uh, the next set is going to be uh, even doing more of that. And just I, I think it's going to just keep getting exponentially like wider and wider and more varied about what decks we're going to see. And it's just going to be fun every time. To... Wait, did they confirm dual colors for set four? Maybe they didn't. Maybe I'm just projecting. I think there's talks about it. If it's not four, it's definitely going to be set five. But there's oh, okay. speculation that we'll see a few. I don't know if they'll be like the big ones that we're everybody's going to be excited about, but there definitely will be a few though. 
Yeah. But at least that's what's speculating, right? I'm now. sorry. I'm rumor mongering. I gotta. I gotta remember that I have a little bit. <laughs> you of just a said it so matter of here. matter of factly. It's gonna be this. Yeah. So matter of factly, I was like, wait, did I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Cam has the inside source of Bandai. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's getting their pitchforks uh, ready, man. <laughs> You're one of those guys. Cam like, says, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My dad like, works uh, yeah, at my, Bandai. My uncle's oh, brother's God. son works at Bandai, and yeah. he's the CEO's, uh, you know. <laughs> he told you know, me. Not, not to get off track, but there's always one in the community, man. I remember when I played Yu-Gi-Oh, there's a guy, same thing. Like, yeah, I have a friend or a cousin that works with Konami, and I have all the cards. Like, Shut the yeah. hell up. What the hell are you talking about? Seto Kaiba's <laughs> my brother. Okay. Yeah. I actually got possessed by a ancient pharaoh, so I already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually here to save my. I'm gonna say that at the Pro Tour or at the, the uh, Worlds. I'm actually here to save my grandfather to save yeah. the game to me. It's yeah. like <laughs> some rich dude came in and ripped one of his cars, and he had a. Co- it went into a coma. So I'm, I I, that's why I'm here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, said it was ruthless. Oh funny. man, good times. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's let's Anyways, get back let's, on let's the BSS yeah. train. Back to BSS. We, we went we went on some BS crap. So <laughs> this fourth this fourth deck. Well, I say fourth deck. At least the top four spot. Uh, we were just talking yeah. about this a little bit before we live the podcast. It's white aggro, and it's interesting to see this on here because we were looking at the at the list, and there's really nothing from like, apart from you know you got uh, Floodstream and Godslain, right? It's a lot of just like the core cards from set one and set two. Um, yeah. And and it's interesting that white aggro, I mean, it's white aggro, right? We've all said it. White aggro is freaking crazy when it goes off. If you have everything that you need, it goes off. It's annoying. It can do, it does what it does. But when it doesn't and it breaks, then it's just not there. So I'm surprised that in this meta, white aggro still, you know, could be a viable threat, you know? So, uh, I was actually surprised when I saw this list and I saw that it, we know it was in the top four. I was like, oh, wow. Because, which we, we all talked about it. I think if we're going to play white, white aggro probably the way to go instead of white control, at least yeah. currently. Um, Especially in competitive play for the time yeah, limits. Yeah. Take white control, yeah, between the time limit and, and it's white control is one of those things, right? If you either have it, you don't have it. You don't have that long game to wait. So um, I'd like to see this. What do you guys think about seeing this in the top four? It looks I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's sneaky, right? It's like mm-hmm. the dust has settled. Everyone is thinking what the meta is, and then it's like, oh yeah, here's white aggro from the grave, you know, from out of nowhere, just to do some shenanigans maybe once or twice in this season, and then disappearing again. Like it's so it's like weird. that meme. It's like surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Like, like, it's Derm Dinah <laughs> holding the gun. Yeah. <laughs> But like, and so I have a quick thing about this Derm Dinah too, right? So when the spirit attacks, pay the spirit soul core to select one of your white spirits for each nexus either player controls. This deck doesn't have any white nexuses in it. Mm-mm. Any? Nexuses. Oh my god! I just noticed that. So Holy it's shit. like really cheeky, leaning into everyone else playing at least one or two well, yeah, nexuses to get nexus, that yeah. last hidden. But like. That's goofy. Which if, you, which, which, if you look at all the other legs that we've been playing, they all do, right? You got the Yellow yeah. Luster, you got the Blessed Cathedrals yeah. and the Fan. You got obviously the um, the Hurricane Highlands. You got the Cannon Canyon. So it's like you said, it's like I'm gonna use your deck against you when you think it's gonna benefit you with my Derm Dyna. Boom, let's go. Yeah, I bet for the aggro mirror match, you swap it out for the three elks on the sideboard. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's probably what you do is yeah. like, if you're playing, if you're mirror, cause my green aggro did not run nexuses either. So right. if you like That's right, came yeah. up, came up against me, you would probably be like, well shit. And then just swap them out for the elks. Yeah. Um, that's a very interesting observation, Cam. I didn't even <laughs> notice that until you pointed it out. <laughs> it's just so crazy. Like, it just looks mean, right? It's like, here, I'm going to bounce everything and walk through. Or Joker's yeah. going to walk through. Or I'm going to exhaust everything and walk through. Like, it is just the... It's like, your deck is a doormat at this point for my stuff. And that's such a cool strategy. It's only 14 different cards in the main deck. So it just looks consistent as hell. It just looks annoying. It's bouncy. It's a trampoline. Yeah, it's uh, I said it's crazy seeing out here. And like I said, as soon as I saw, it, I was like, "Wait, white aggro." So I even opened it up. I was like, "Oh, all right, yeah, that works." So yeah, that works. <laughs> and Worker Ant Man hasn't lost all of his jobs. Still out here, <laughs> yeah, yeah mining some cores. You know what card I love in here is Jet Wyvern. Yeah, that card. I um. I really liked this card when I first saw it, mainly because I mean, we were just talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! Nostalgia. This yeah. dude looks like a blue-eyes white dragon. <laughs> yeah, or Cyber Dragon. Like, yeah. yeah, very... Yeah, Cyber Dragon. Very cool. Like, the jump from Yu-Gi-Oh! to Battle Spirits, as far as, like, nostalgia and, and gameplay, honestly, is not that big. Like, if you like Yu-Gi-Oh!, you're going to love Battle Spirits yeah. for shit like this. Like, that's such a cool-looking card. Um, but he has armor purple white and then he goes up to 4k for two cores. Um, but he has, he needs six cores to get all the way up to 7k. So like that seems pretty expensive. I don't know about his, I still don't really know about him being competitively viable because of his stats and like his armor setup. But, yeah. um, I do, he must've done well, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how, I wish I could ask Andre here about, yeah how jet wyvern performed like because four of what, like you were leaning yeah, into jet wyvern yeah yeah he went all in on the jet wyvern so like there must be a reason um it, i'm wondering if it's you know it for the suppression there like it's just uh it, it can block well exhausted and but it can't be bounced and it can't be killed with the purple stuff that looks for exhausted mm. like it's a good target for the suppression uh, get him That's up to 8k, right? Or 7k? Yeah. Uh, 7k. 7k, yeah. Yeah. yeah 7K. Like, that's not bad. That's really not bad. Yeah. I guess my my thought is, like, he doesn't have red armor, and then ritual fire is everywhere. True. Especially so, in that, uh, that one deck. Yeah. Four yeah. copies of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been slotting in one-ofs of ritual fire in some of my decks that aren't red. Yeah. Um, just because, like, it's good removal. Yeah. And I love main phase removal because it's like, if your opponent like didn't swing, they're thinking they're fine. And then they just lose yeah. two spirits. It's like, Oh shit. And there's nothing yep. they can do about it. Cause it's outside of flash. Right. So yep. yeah. And also like freeze stall and bless cathedral doesn't go off. And yep. you've uh, definitely <laughs> Beldegor doesn't trigger getting me there. <laughs> Beldegor doesn't trigger. That's huge. Yeah. So yeah. Ritual fire. Definitely some value. Jet Wyvern, yeah, I'm gonna have to. We'll have to play this this list. I love seeing Bullet Ray. How's it gonna say? Yeah, Bullet, I Ray. Say Bullet Ray. I always see Bullet Ray. It's That's such fun. a cool card. That's a neat card. Bullet Ray has been one of my faves since the launch event that we went to. Before yeah. This. 
yeah. before we actually knew Angel. <laughs> yeah, but he but he was there. <laughs> I was there though. And you know, Joker. I think the best card, the best card in this white aggro deck is um, Dragon Saxon. I don't know why I think that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea why you would say that. I, I don't know why, but you know, it's it's pretty cool to see it there. <laughs> that's a fun. That's a fun tech. I need to keep looking at um, because my my trouble with white yeah, is I always feel like I'm I'm stalling out or top decking, and that's yeah. kind of been the problem with blue. I I wonder if I should just start dropping some little three cost. Dragonagas into these decks to get a little bit of draw. Do it. Yeah. I mean, is that work I mean, for Ant-Man, right? You're at least gonna... One extra card that he draws, like work for Ant-Man, it's just one extra ramp. Sometimes yeah. that's all you need just to give you that steam to keep that engine going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So true. Sometimes you're just looking for one thing and if you can find it, you're yep. set. Yeah. You're just like, if I can find this Thorn Prison or this Suppression or yeah. this Dream Bomb, like, I'm set. Um, and man, actually, let's talk about the magic package for a sec because it is it is a t- it is a yeah. tight, uh, very tightly like there's four ofs of everything. There's yeah, no one ofs. It's just all four ofs. So five different like magic, twenty cards in the deck. Yeah, four star bless, four thorn prison, four suppression, four ice shield, four dream bomb. So everything I would expect to be in there. Um, honestly, not really anything surprising, but it's all four ofs. Yeah, it's like this, like like Cam was saying, right? Some like. With the exception of suppression, I guess, in a way, but like the staples, right? Like, you're gonna put Star Blast or a strong draw. You're gonna, I mean, absolute ice shield is still gonna be ran for a long time until it gets whatever. I don't know, something else better comes out of it. Yeah, Dream Bomb is still such a good card. Um, and even in the sideboard, looking at the sideboard, you got the Goslings, right? Here we go again. We're seeing Gosling again mm-hmm. from the lore set. So I'm glad that the lore set is being. It's not a dead expansion, right? Like it's being used. Um, and I even just got slain. You got uh, Emperor K, and uh, I think some of the Nexus is on there. Takua, obviously. So um, the Lord yeah. Sets man is doing some work into this meta as well. So so I'm I'm glad to see it. I love when sets that are added, you actually see play, right? Because it's something yeah. worse feeling when like, oh, I'm excited for this set, and you don't see a single card out of it. So yeah, pretty cool. Again, just another testament to the development and the release of these cards when they come out. And um, yeah, like for them to be seeing play is is just good. I may be wrong about this. So if I am and you're watching this in a format where you can leave a comment, to just let me know if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, was the tournament pack, the newest tournament pack legal for this event? I feel like it was. Uh, but I don't know if there's a way to tell that. But if it, uh, if it was, I do find it interesting that we didn't see any of those cards. But yeah, I'm not even sure what comes in those tournament packs. Now that I'm uh, uh, there's the new Gale Spirit. There's Macaroni Pentan. Oh, okay. Uh, that one. I, I would probably say that if you didn't see anything, I'd probably say that no, it wasn't legal. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Please don't quote me on that. Oh, I, I, will, yeah. I, I, find it hard, I find it hard to believe that nobody played a single tournament hat card if it was legal right yeah so, yeah like commodore dragon would have been on both of those gale decks yeah for sure yeah maybe i mean i don't know how the gale the gale deck is interesting because it seems like the direction that gale is going is actually not all in on gale it's like i've seen some gale lists popping in and out where people are literally just running like um five tokiwa and then like the big guy and then and then other stuff yeah. And like that's the only part of the Gale package that they kept. Um, so like I'm not saying that those are like the best Gale decks, but I, I have seen people experimenting with like what if I can just ramp a little bit? 
Yeah. You know? Because like, we ran into that with testing, right? Like, Angel especially. You know, like, you get 64 cores, and, like, you at, at a many. certain point, you <laughs> don't enough. need that many. Yeah. Like, it's a deck-building game at that point. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> you broke it. You you found the strategy to get all the cores, but, like, that doesn't necessarily win the game. I think uh, yeah. there's obviously merit to putting down two Feng Huangs in one turn, and then you're probably going to win the game. But, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's like if you go all in on Gale, you're you're achieving a different not even a victory condition, you're just achieving a different mini game, right? And you're getting a high score, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're winning the game that you're playing. So, yeah. seeing the packets of Highlands with different types of Gale ramp and then having the rest of the deck do something um beneficial from that that smaller now ramp than just unlimited core ramp yeah you're right like that's that's where i think gale is gonna fit and honestly as like a sub archetype that's more exciting to me because it that's how we're getting these these splits these different decks and and that's very very cool whereas like you know five weeks ago six episodes ago whatever when we first read hurricane highlands i was like oh it's the end of the game. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, especially after we play test- tested with it and we were like, holy shit, you can get 64 cores. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I can't find, I can't find anything about this grand open, but I do see here that for the Atlanta grand open, um, tournament pack volume three is, uh, legal to play. So either it was not legal for this one and now it will be for the Atlanta one, or maybe it was and nobody didn't use any cards yeah. for whatever reason. So, yeah. Well, that's something that's yet another thing for us to think about. <laughs> yep. December 9 and 10, you'll have an extra little bit more carpool to uh, to play yeah. with and experiment with. So I think macaroni pentan's pretty good, but I, I love him a lot in the in yeah, my macaroni pentan. I like that. I can't guy. wait till we get an X rare pentan because I know it exists in Japanese uh, in Battle Spirits, but X rare pentan over here in Battle Spirit Saga, I will only play a pentan deck. <laughs> Shit for the Pentans. Yep. Good old Pantan. He's just such a cute guy. He really is. I think he got his heart broken, but he's still a cute. Yeah, he he's he's <laughs> tenacious. He'll he'll be fine. He'll bounce back. Yeah. He'll be back next turn. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He will, he will not take no for an answer. <laughs> yeah. Who just goes to the next penguin? Oh, you rejected me? Alright, who was the next penguin I could bother? Uh <laughs> Goofy. Well, Gosh. Yeah. I think that about does it for those decks. Um, anything else you all want to talk about or, or say? Not because, I mean, I'm just excited to see that, you know. Uh, like I said, the meta is still wide open. Um, there's nothing that I would say is better than anything else. I mean, we've seen it once again, right? Here's another grand open, and there's a whole done a different deck you know hasn't been the same two decks winning each grand open um and the biggest part of it is the variety of the deck you know and how it's changed each time or how people are trying different things so um i'd love to see it you know got a few more um happening at the atlanta once last grand open right i think all of them have been done in latin america yeah i think atlanta's the next one Correct. Yeah. So, so this is all we've got to work with till then, huh? That's, yeah. That's up to you guys. And you know, adding the uh, tournament three packs, so anything spicy comes out of that. And after that, worlds, and we're off to the races to uh, for step four later on. So that's right. We'll see if 
see if Cam and I can make it there. I hope I hope we can this is like you know, we gotta we gotta fight our way up. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh I'm excited for the opportunity. I've I've locked in my deck. I know for sure what I'm playing, and at the very least, I always have fun playing it. And I feel like I pilot it pretty well. Um yeah, looking forward to it. Can't wait. Maybe uh maybe we'll get one of our decks on here and we can review it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what that would be cool. We get a top four deck list and it's one of ours. That'd, That'd be, be crazy, sweet. man. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Gotta, gotta do it. Gotta do it. Pilot. You need you guys to put on your little airplane, little jackets, and pilot the shit out of your decks. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's what I'm saying, That's gonna man. Be hey, for this season, instead of like no bad luck this time, it's going to be like, pilot the shit out of your decks. It's like, go ahead. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I feel, like, I feel like it's not as catchy, but you know. It's probably not. No bad luck this time. It's probably not. We'll just pull little things. But no, other than that, though, I mean, I, I won't say, like, you know, it's uh, it's cool to see. I honestly feel like a lot more people have got into Battle Spirit because of this set. It's just, or maybe it just seems like that. I've been seeing a lot of more people in the community. There's a lot more people coming out. I mean, a lot of more YouTube videos I see with other, um, like, new content creators. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, Set 3 is doing amazing things for the game, and, you know, players are enjoying it. I really haven't heard really no negative stuff or, like, yeah toxic stuff everybody's been happy i think everybody's just excited to see what else we can do and what we can play out so um i like it I like it so i'm happy for the game and uh, hopefully it gets you know things to come and it gets better and better and, and you know people are still enjoying the game because at the end of the day that's the biggest thing right that we enjoy the game enjoy what you know bandai's doing obviously that we enjoy the uh you know we're consumers but that we enjoy the, the product and what we you know spend a little hard-earned money on so i like right. it well said. Money and a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of time. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of time. And speaking of that, thank you all for uh, listening again to another uh, hour-plus-long episode of us talking about this card game that we all love. Uh, you can uh, contact us in the comment sections down here, on the polls on Spotify, uh, in our Discord, more importantly. And um, all of those links are in the description wherever you're listening or watching. And, uh, yeah, just want to thank you all once again for tuning in to absolute bss we're gonna be play testing and chatting in the discord getting ready for atlanta uh we'll probably have another episode before that just some a little more you know last second tournament prep and uh yeah hoping to do well hoping to uh represent our little part of the community here in absolute bss yeah. land so if you want to be a part of that doors are wide open creed um or arms are wide open creed you can uh, come on in and, and say hi and get some games in, put some deck lists up, have some good conversation. It's a good time. So uh, anything else you guys want to say, Angel, Eric? Not just uh, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. If you don't celebrate, well, I hope you have a good week and enjoy it, doing what you guys love to do. So be safe out there. Hell yeah. Uh, I just want to welcome everyone to our Discord. With arms wide open! <laughs> We got a theme song for it. It's yeah. like welcome to absolute BSS. <laughs> uh, I hope we get DMCA'd for that. So it, it, it was really too is good. a testament to how yeah, well yeah. I did it, you know. Yeah. No, that was beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well until next time. Keep playing some Battle Spirit Saga. Be good to yourselves and one another. And we'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Peace. Yeah.